Hello, 30th of May. And 30th of May is a beautiful sunny day. It's uh, really early in the morning at 7 o'clock, so there's nobody on the streets. Everyone's still in bed, I think. Uh, and it's really bright. So nice. So nice and quiet. How are you today? So a bit of journaling um, this morning by myself. <clears throat> you know, now that I think a lot of majority of people in Canada are going to be vaccinated. And so as well in the United States, very soon the borders will start to open. And um, so as well in Europe, I believe that things are getting pretty well and stabilizing. That, you know, we're going to go back to a bit of the precedent normal, which is you get to see people and you're out of the lockdown. We're out of the lockdown yesterday, officially. Yay! <laughs> I don't know. I'm kind of like getting used to this <clears throat> isolation and lockdown for a year. It's not the best because I really miss traveling and holidaying and seeing people. You know, it's... um. We, we did very well. I think we managed pretty well. A lot of us are managing. Uh, we still have parks that's open. and I walk dogs. So I walk my dog. And, you know, between dog owners, we are we're pretty chill, I think. And we're not too paranoid about the proximity issues. And we still touch our dogs. And we still flatter each other's dogs. And you know, talk to each other, and there, there's no distance, but I'm wondering how it's going to be like when things are back to normal again, and imagine that you're in a pub or in a restaurant and someone sneezes or coughs, <laughs> the kind of reaction it's going to provoke, so there has to be massive fear of Reduction, you know, it's like we, we we need to individually process our fears. I think, um, yeah, to to step out of this worry mode. But it depends on the person too, right? So I've never really feared too much. Like, so not about viruses. Um, viruses, I believe, have. That's my thinking, okay? That's totally my thinking, that they are very much sentient beings. Um, and uh, they want a passageway to what they want, and they have their own agenda, so... Talk to them, like communicate with those viruses, yeah. Uh, yeah. But it's gonna be so much better to be able to see and read their body language, you know. Zoom conferences and Teams conferences, and seeing people in this square screen is, is nothing. It's nothing. You don't get to, to use your, your other dimensional senses, other dimensional.
three-dimensional senses. Simply put, you don't get to touch, feel, see, you know, uh, what's happening below the table, above the table. You don't get to smell. You, you know, there, there are so much senses involved. And there's so much you can do, right? As human beings, we're not just completely intellectual. And for the past year, we've been forced so badly to get into just this intellectual mode, because um, that's the limiting factor. We don't, we're separated. But I think that the good thing out of it is, for certain people, it has strengthened our um, almost ultra-sensorial telepathic abilities, you know, because you're not able to see the physical person um, that you start to look into their soul. You, you start to understand and connect at a much deeper level. And I've, I've had several instances, you know, with people whom I'm really close with that they might be countries apart, you know, different countries, different continents, but we would call each other at the same time or we would feel for each other and then like one or the other will reach out pretty 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 soon so we have these you know with your family with people you love you have telepathic connections that you know in a normal day-to-day -day busy lives that we lead right pre-covid times we never really exploited those abilities until now that I think that for some of you, tell me you know, if you're one of them, that you have honed or felt there are other ways in which we can communicate. And that's at a very telepathic, subtle level, this connection, this bond that we have that is beyond just the physical. You know, it's like at the spiritual, spirit level, the mental level, soul level, we have such tight bonds with people that we love. And we might be physically apart, but that does not, does not dilute the relationship at all. As a matter of fact, I think it strengthens for some you know, for, for people that are really your your kindred soul spirit connections. You still feel a tight bond or even more. And, that, and I think that in this, what I'm grateful for in this period of uh, separation and lockdown as well is that for some of us, somehow, at least for me, and I can't speak for the rest of, you know, the planet, but at least for me, I want to reach out to people of the same tribe as me, you know, it's like who, who are caring, concerned, who want to understand, who wants to transcend and transform, who cares about the planet, um, and about human consciousness evolution. And I, I connected with lots and lots of people, um, not a very deep level, but at least seeing coming through LinkedIn connections, um, really good people, you know, good souls. And for some reason, you know, 
got connected to them. And I'm really grateful as well that we start to form our tribe. You know, it's like we start to to, to raise kind of like the frequency because we're we're connecting. So that that's pretty awesome as well. And it wouldn't have happened in pre-COVID time. Maybe it would, you know, who knows. But I, what I'm grateful for, for this period of one year of lockdown, uh, is it's almost like a forced meditation retreat where we we can't go out, so we come in, you know, and it's fascinating. There's so much to explore within ourselves. There's such a lot. And there's always a saying, right? If you understand yourself, if you understand what's going on inside, the inner engineering, chances are you have a better understanding of the world a better understanding of what's going on outside of you. So all my triggers and, uh, you know, self-righteousness, you know, it's like, oh, what's happening to the world? And, oh, why do these evil people do such evil things to people and da-da-da? Well, you know, and I, I, I get so, I lose so much of energy because of that. I feel so... So angry, yeah. And then and then I feel I drained my energy, just drained, tired, I feel tired, fatigued, worried and in a state of ultra fear. No, look at what's happening in in Burma. No, look at what's happening in in Xinjiang in China. You know, it's like ultra fear. It's like, oh my god. How could this be happening? So all I can say for that is that my reflections on myself, I can't reflect on the world, but is who am I to judge? You know, I there is a righteousness energy and I was like, ah, oh, you know, how could they do that and stuff? But I'm not perfect either. So I'm not the perfect judge to be judging. I shouldn't be judging. There's always a good and a bad, and you look beyond that. I think we need to learn to look beyond that. And this judgments, right? We we don't know the history. We don't know the background. We don't know where all this comes from, and you know the past and the past and the past. And we're just bystanders criticizing. And and when we do that, I think we lose focus on our own inner dimension our own inner world because our focus then projects outside of ourselves. Oh, what's happening in this country X? What's happening in country Y? Oh, why did this person do this and that person do that? And we're projecting ourselves outwards, trying to understand and fix issues that's happening outside of us, whereas there's absolutely no control. I, you know, you know that, right? I cannot control, you cannot control anything that's happening outside our body, outside ourselves. And I lose a lot of steam, I lose a lot of focus, and it builds up more fear. So I've learned to come back to myself and say, hey, you know, 
This is kind of like part of the human evolution or our society. It always goes through ups and downs and curveballs all the time. And I need to be mindful of my own inner dimension and not get so the word is caught up by the turbulations of the external world. So that that's a huge one because then you, you're nothing but a, a nervous train wreck, you know, that very susceptible, very vulnerable. And, and, and the word balance is completely shattered, smattered. So anything, anything that comes your way, you're just reacting you know, to any news, to any person's words. It becomes very personal. And then we're reacting and we lose our, our inner balance, our mental balance, our sanity. <laughs> you lose sleep over it. And then, of course, you know, it's not nice. You're not, nice. You're not a nice person to, to deal with anymore. You're very edgy and uh, emotional and angry. All these are <laughs> not pleasant at all, I would say. Not pleasant for ourselves and not pleasant for others who are actually within our aura field and they have to experience it. It's not nice. So there's a lot of righteousness energy, I think. So I, I have to learn to just drop that. And um, as much as possible, come back to my own inner essence, which is me. This is I love to play and uh, laugh and be a child and be inquisitive and love. You know, I just love to love. <laughs> love people and share a bond with them and love myself. So yeah, so dancing and um, sports, singing and listening to music, writing, self-reflections are are really tools and great ways to fortify <clears throat> and build my own inner authenticity because this is who I am, you know. It's like I can't be any other way. I'm I'm just perfect the way I am and um recognize that there are certain activities that brings forth more energy within me, like I mentioned all those activities before, singing, dancing, doing sports, right, bonding with my kids, talking to friends, meditation, all that stuff, really brings a lot of energy. Um, writing, you know, indulging in creative activities, but a huge one is being in nature. You know, just being amongst the company of trees and flowers is extremely um, enriching. It's like, yeah. So fuel your, your mind and body with activities that brings you good. And be careful of not stepping into being triggered. Because it's not worth it. It's not, it's not worth it trying to mend somebody or trying to justify that somebody else 
is doing less than you. Somebody else is not worthwhile of his title or her title. So, so what? Yeah, I mean, it, it makes us vengeful, it makes us rebellious, makes us angry, and it becomes the cause of everything. But is that what you want? If, if there's no such person, um, what is the purpose of your life? And then the thing is, if you're so, if we get triggered, if we are on this rampage of wanting to prove ourselves right, or wanting to rebel against an authority, or somebody, we lose focus on what do we want? You know, what, what is happiness? What is the meaning of our lives without all that, right? And, and that's important. It's, so I've learned to drop. You know, there are people at work that I, I cannot stand. And I don't let them get in my way now. I used to. Now I just go like, that's their problem. That's their shit to men. It's not me. And I've got my own shit to attend to, right? So let me come back to what I want and my own happiness. And I feel a lot more contented in this way. And yeah, it's like I'm not there to prove to anybody about somebody else's work. It's just their problems, you know? Um, and I won't meddle into other people's affairs. It's just as simple as that. <clears throat> and it's very liberating. It's very, very liberating to think this way. Because there, there are two types of people, I think. Or at least, maybe there's more types of people. But for me, right now, I just in this context, there's two types of people. There's one who... Oh, maybe three. <laughs> One who has no effect on you, <clears throat> okay? Um, completely neutral party. One that is um, pulls you down. You're triggered by them. Now, they're very fascinating, the people who triggers you, right? Because I think that it's got nothing to do with them. That's, that's, that's where I see it now. Uh, when someone triggers you, there is some kind of unfinished business or unfinished work that we have with ourselves. Either we cannot accept in ourselves or there's something from the past that needs some healing. And so therefore, we get triggered. So that person is actually a gift in a way. He or she is put in your path in order for us to rise above the shit and get better. And that's, that's, that's healing to be done. What is it? Why is this person triggering me? How can I rise above it? How can I let go, forgive, and heal? Excellent, excellent question. So it's like, oh, thank you so much, my enemy. You know, yeah. Thank you so much. Without you, I'm not improving. You know, it's like, why, why do you affect me so much? Because obviously there's something, there's a pain. There's a pain body within me that sparked each time I come in contact with you. So thank you. It's time for me to heal this pain body, this childhood trauma, this whatever it is that I'm reacting to so vehemently, right? So that, interesting. You know, when you see it positively like that, you go like, oh yeah, you know, that's, that's interesting. 
something to work on. Um, you need a lot of energy for that, though, to see it positively. Otherwise, we just react. So managing your energy balance within your mind-body is super important. That's why you got to be rested. You, you have to love yourself enough to know that you need X hours of rest, good food, good exercise, um, and uh, nourish your soul and your body. So you can work out these triggers and um, deal with some sore spots in yourself, you know. And then, of course, there's the third group of people, and they are your people who lift you up, people who inspire you. They are your inspirational source. They are energy givers, right? So the other group are energy vampires. They suck the life out of you. That is, if you let them suck, suck the life out of you, um, you have to learn how to deal with those energy vampires, right? Because they are triggering you. And then the, the third group, very few people, of course, maybe. For me, at least, it's not much. There's a handful. I love them a lot. They know who they are. And they inspire me. They're my source of inspiration. They feed me. So anytime I contact them or talk to them or even get any message from them, um, it's, it's uplifting. It's like they just light up a light bulb in me somehow just goes off and then I get very creative and I get very inspired and it, and their contact with me reinforces my sense of confidence in this world in this universe sense of goodness in this world in this universe a sense of awe sense of magic you know so this third group of people which is your <laughs> inspirational source let them know who they are and be grateful for them and they'll always be there for you I feel that there's a lot of uh, karmic connections that we have bonds that we have you know old friends that comes back together every lifetime and when you meet them you just know it that's just this <clears throat> knowing that they are your your loved ones from many many lifetimes that's precious so <clears throat> we're all connected, you know, and um, I just wish and pray and uh, make a manifestation, or whatever you want to say, set an intention that we drop our righteousness energies, uh, we drop our judgments, right? there's a lot of judgments, so let's drop our judgments and um, all the ice that has been developed around our core, you know, to harden us, to make us so bulletproof, right? So let that ice melt away with the heat, with the warmth of love, so that we can come in true contact with people. Like true contact in the sense, not just in the sense of the senses, sensorial senses to touch, to feel, to taste, to hear is also very very good right? um, but also beyond the senses to look into the heart yeah. <clears throat> to be able to connect heart to heart and that takes um, 
first we need to thaw and melt the ice around us first. Huh? Yeah, we need to do the work first to come out of our shells and our armor and our fortifications and the walls that we've built around us. You know, and when we're fully open and uh, grounded, you know, with roots that really sink deep into Mother Earth. <laughs> and a sense of knowing, a sense of bliss, and a sense of peace, then the connections that we have will will grow, and we have more meaningful connections with people, with humans and non-humans, animals and spirits. And that's beautiful. And that's the purpose of life. And the purpose of life is to have really meaningful connections, and to love, and to be love. So that is my podcast (laughs) for today. And I wish you and me and us beautiful, (sighs) relaxed, and a warm, 